Hey everybody, welcome back to the Be Your Own Bank podcast. It's everybody's favorite time of the week. The, the Weekly Roundup. Hey guys, thanks for tuning back in. This week we've got some big, big news. Biden has just put in an executive order to research and study crypto so that they can regulate it efficiently, nice. effectively, and correctly. Nice. Yes. That's huge, by the way. Yeah, absolutely. It's the first time. <laughs> I mean, that now, we've had an executive order for this. Now we have the president of the United States talking about crypto. Yeah, that's no small feat. Mm -mm. You know, now the fact that we're going to have to be talking about it as a government, as a society, thinking that forty million Americans already own crypto, which you know is only sixteen percent of the total population. So. There's a lot of room for growth there, but they see the potential and how you can't ignore this anymore. So the tenets of this new executive order are that the whole of government is going to be focusing on crypto. So that means everybody. And they're gonna be focusing on consumer protection, financial stability, cracking down on illicit users, leadership in a global financial sector, financial inclusion, and responsible innovation. So everything. Everything that we've talked about, everything that crypto offers, all of these things, they're going to be looking into the safe application of crypto in transactions. Like, this is it. This is the beginning of the road of regulation. And this is the right way to do it. Yes. They call it a coordinated and a comprehensive approach to digital asset policy. This is what we need. We can't have just this blanket you know, generalized regulation because then it's going to stifle investors. So this is really thoughtful. It's going to take some time, which is fine. Right. Take all the time you need. Um, but once these regulations roll out, it's going to hit all the key factors that need to be hit to do this right. So when institutions get in, you know, and investors invest in those institutions that are investing in crypto, it's going to be easy to do it. And it's not, there aren't going to be as many roadblocks. Yes. Well, the, the most important part, too, is that we had concerns that the SEC was going to take over or the CFTC was going to take over. And just that was their responsibility was to regulate crypto. And we already know based on how we test and securities and all that stuff, that that's a slippery slope. And it's that, outdated. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So the fact that this executive order is all encompassing and it wants all of these organizations within the government to work together, for instance, the Treasury Department, the SEC, the FDIC, the CFTC, the OCC, the FSOC, the FINRA, and outside of the financial sector, the FBI, the Justice Department, and the Commerce Department. So everybody's coming to this table to figure out how they're going to be able to add to this crypto space. Yeah, it's great. We need everybody involved because it affects everybody. Right. And so having these opinions come in to come up with the best possible regulations is just going to be good for everybody. Yep. Well, and the, the other piece of this, which is really cool, is the executive order also says that the Treasury Department has to create a report on the future of money and how the current system may not be meeting the needs of the people. Who's been talking about that? I, I mean, I only know the bit bros. I mean... <laughs> The Be Your Own Bank podcast. I know we've been talking about that. That's right. So now the entire Treasury Department is going to be tasked with doing the research to understand what crypto is and the value of it. And I think that's what's going to lead to the best innovation 
with good regulation. Yeah, and it it I mean it says a lot that they're admitting that their system is outdated, that it's not as efficient. Right. Because that will lead them to these better ways of transacting money, of investing that is going to better the world and continue. Well, and I think too the fact that you know, we're in this we're not in this war. We're, you know, we're in war by proxy, right? So we're paying higher gas prices so that we don't have to kill our citizens to fight this guy who's, you know, got a vendetta, right? But he's utilizing a new technology with crypto and crypto is, you know, involved in this war. I mean, how much money has been donated already? Over 70 million now. 70 million in crypto has been donated to Ukraine. To Ukraine. Yeah. So how much is Russia using? We don't know, right? We may never know. But the fact that the government understands that and it says, okay, we need to get ahead of this problem, um, you know, and the fact that they understand that in order to be a leader in the world, they will have to have a handle on crypto. I mean, all of this is, is really good news in my opinion. Yeah, I think it's great. And we, of course, will keep you updated as as they work to, f- to figure out what crypto is in the realm of the government and how, how they're going to regulate it effectively. Um, next, we want to talk about something that isn't as good news, which is the centralization of Ethereum. Ooh. Yeah, so... What makes a lot of cryptocurrencies good is the fact that they're decentralized, that it's, you know, a group of of individuals that don't know each other, un- unassociated individuals maintaining this 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 global network. Um, but Ethereum has been infiltrated by JP Morgan. Dun dun dun. Yeah. Yeah. So what happened was it's it's a convoluted story. I'm gonna break it down. Um, one of the creators of Ethereum developers joseph lubin sounds like kind of a devious name um yeah, sounds like a harry potter character it does it? sound like a harry potter <laughs> character he's uh he is a slytherin we found out oh, okay. um so he he is sort of the co-founder of this company called consensus now consensus has a board of 35 plus members and they have um a huge stake in the infrastructure of ethereum the two main components being MetaMask, which is a it's a it's a web-based application, Ethereum wallet that allows you to access the blockchain, make swaps, and also access um, decentralized applications. So it's it's one of the most popular MetaMask. So what you're saying is this consensus organization is an owner of MetaMask, right? Yeah, Which so, is the software yeah. on top of the Ethereum blockchain. Yeah, so they have the intellectual property to MetaMask as well as Infura. And these are two blockchain-based um, companies or applications that that help people build and, and run certain protocols on the Ethereum blockchain. So both together, they make up a huge, huge portion of the Ethereum infrastructure. Now, here's where the the issue comes into play is that Joseph Lubin has a majority share of consensus. And what he did kind of behind the scenes is he created another company called Consensus Incorporated, basically the same name, but just changed one of the letters. So from CAG to CSI. And um, he sold a portion of the intellectual property that he transferred from the original company to the new one uh, to JP Morgan Chase. 
Wow. Yeah. So they have a 10% stake in MetaMask. And you're like, well, what's the big deal with that? Yeah. We got, you know, more people invested. You know, Joseph Lubin's a whale. Of course, he has a ton of Ethereum. He's worth like $3 billion. But the problem is now JP Morgan has a hold on or a, a vested interest in some of the biggest infrastructural components of Ethereum. Now, Ethereum itself decentralized, but the applications on top of it aren't necessarily. Gotcha. So the analogy that um, they were using in this article is, is Google. Google doesn't own the internet, right? But Google owns the internet because Google has the infrastructure that everyone interfaces with that is that right. that you use to get onto the internet. Yeah. I mean, right? it's a verb now, right? Yeah, Google is a verb. Yeah. <laughs> so imagine that with cryptocurrency is consensus potentially being the Google of crypto because they own these platforms that are, you know, user friendly. MetaMask has a huge user base. Um, they're, they can kind of decide what happens. Now, they can't, you know, manufacture transactions on Ethereum, but they can take some profits from their products. And so there's this huge um, audit that's happening. Basically, he transferred all this intellectual property to this new company that's now partnered with JP Morgan. But it's just like a shell company, right? It's yeah. It's like a bogus company. It's not a bogus company. Um, but it's his It's his company yeah. versus a group of people's right, company. Right, right, right. And so these, these 35 employees are now doing a multi-billion dollar audit of this transaction that happened. Um, behind the scenes because they think it was illegal. They think that that Joseph Lubin transferred or made this deal with, with uh, JP Morgan improperly. And so potentially if if this if the litigation goes through, JP Morgan may lose their stake in in some of these big Ethereum infrastructure. Which places. would be a good thing. I think it would be a good thing, but I mean this is probably happening all over in a lot of different things. So you're saying that the software that's built on these blockchains is not safe from these gatekeepers yep. who could potentially come in, swoop in, take a percentage of the that, that business that runs on that decentralized blockchain, and now they can kind of tell you what to do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And um, they've projected that JP Morgan, you know, and, and Lubin are going to make upwards of $7 billion on this deal. And you're like, well, where's the money coming from? Because, you know, MetaMask is, is, um, my, is my wallet. They don't have control of my wallet. No, but MetaMask facilitates trades on the blockchain sure. and they get a percentage of that. So they theoretically, JP Morgan could go, well, we want more expensive trades or. Yeah, they could, they could definitely do that. You know, you have to purchase the, the upgrade to the software yep. or whatever. And that's one of the risks is JP Morgan come up with this sort of universal interface because they have access and, and an investment in some of this intellectual property that you would have to use kind of like you have to use Google. I mean, you don't have to use Google, but we all use Google. We use Google maps. Apple uses Google maps. Uh, I use Bing maps. Oh, Bing maps. Have you ever used Bing maps? I can't recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, it's, it's really the big issue right now is they have infiltrated Ethereum at the highest level. They have become these gatekeepers that are threatening the decentralization, the inherent nature of what ethereum and other cryptocurrencies are supposed to be right because they are now in control of some of the software that is run on top making it centralized and really all cryptocurrency is is software um the way that 
that software in a centralized system works is that they just say, here's an update, download it. Right. Right. I'll do it tomorrow. Check I'll do back it. tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. 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 I'll wait. But like Windows, for example, they give you, they have new technology. They send you an update, you update. With crypto, it's different and for good measure. If Vitalik comes up, the creator and founder of Ethereum, if he comes Vitalik up, Vitalik, yeah, exactly. Yes. If he comes up with a, a better software update that's safer, whatever, he has to get approval from miners. He has to get over 51% of the network to be like, yeah, we like this. So the miners, again, are the people who are validating the transactions on the blockchain. Right. Absolutely. Yep. So the validators have to say, yeah, we like that. It's it's not just here it is, download it. It's we like that. And if that happens, we get what's called a fork. Okay. So there's two different types. There's a soft fork and a hard fork. Basically, a fork being a fork in the road, a divergence of the blockchains. We have two separate. All right. So if we have two separate ones that persist, that continue throughout time, the old and the new, that's a hard fork. Not desired because then we get splits like Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash or Bitcoin and Bitcoin Gold. We get all these different cryptocurrencies that are essentially the same, but have different software features. Well, but the the update, so when we were talking about Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash, the update was Bitcoin Cash because once again, the bogged down system of Bitcoin can only do a certain amount of transactions. Bitcoin Cash is more efficient and cheaper to send transactions. So that's, a, a, in my opinion, a viable fork more than some of these other you know, S SVU, you know, whatever yeah, the, yeah, yeah. right. Is that yes, Bitcoin yeah. cash work. The other cool thing about a hard fork is that if you own Bitcoin on the original blockchain and it hard forks into a new blockchain, Bitcoin cash, you will get the same amount of Bitcoin cash that you had in Bitcoin. The ideal situation is what's called a soft fork. And that is where you get this divergence, you get two separate chains, but the old one dies and the new one continues to persist, which is what Ethereum 2.0 is supposed to do. There's a majority, an overwhelming majority of validators, miners that support the new update. And so, so when it when it launches, theoretically, what we're going to have is a soft fork so that the old Ethereum dies and the new Ethereum persists with all these better features, more security, quicker transactions, more efficient Right. Yeah. And so I just wanted to point out, I know it's, it's technical, but we really have to look at the fact that all cryptocurrencies at their basis are software first yep. and then currency second. Right. So you're investing not only in a currency, but you're investing in a software and a group of engineers, right? A group of programmers and what of developers. And yeah. And what goes on top of the software apps. Right? Absolutely. How do we? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> How do we interact with the world? It's apps, right? Mm -hmm. Everything is apps. So you have to have that infrastructure for the apps to run. And then you also have to have the software. So the more efficient the software, the better the apps run, yada, yada, yada. Yada, yada, yada. But here's, here's the other thing too, is we talk about do your own research. And one of the things that I think is important is look at the development team because they're the ones coming up with the yes. updates. Look at the development team. Kevin O'Leary, Mr. Wonderful, Wonderful, right? He's heavily invested in Ethereum and Solana. And his whole point is, I'm investing in software. I'm investing in the development team. Gary Vaynerchuk says, I don't bet on the horse. I bet on the jockey. I think these are all good, you know, ideas for, 
I guess, analogies too for how to pick what's going to be next because yeah. you're really investing in software at, at its heart. Yeah. Yeah. You're not investing in a picture of a dog. You know, that's not what this is. It's, oh, that's the coolest, you know, graphic, whatever, you know, it's do your own research, do your own research and understand what you're, what you're inherently investing in. So I just wanted to give you a little bit of the technical side so that to help conceptualize what crypto really is mm -hmm. at its basis. So I hope that's helpful. And that's the roundup. All right. Let's take a look at these charts. All right, let's take a look at Bitcoin. We're right at 39,000 right now. We've been grinding for the last few weeks between 44 and 34. We are still in this bear pennant situation. I could foresee us continuing to grind. If we do, that's a good thing. We can make it past the 42 range, uh, head back up to 50. That's where I'd be looking to buy some more. If this bear flag does break down, 30 to 25, highly likely. What do we always say? Be patient. I think we're not going to see a move until early April. Right around here is a point of interest. That would be mid-April. Hopefully, we can maintain the 40K range. The other thing to consider is interest rates may be going up next week by a quarter of a percentage. So money is going to be more expensive to borrow. That could affect the market or it could already be priced in because we have crashed about you know 60% here. Just wait and hold a Let's take a look at our other chart and I'm going to move it over to a weekly here. So you can see we're still in this giant bull flag. It has tested the support a few times. If we can just keep grinding, especially on this 100 day average in green here, if we can just keep that as our support. There is a chance we move back up. And then once we can crash through the old all time high, then it gets really exciting. All right, let's take a look at total market cap. You can see here, we're still in this bear flag. If that does break down, we'll take a look here and right around 1 trillion. So gross, but a great buying opportunity. All right, let's take a look at our dollar cost averaging. This week I've got ICX. You can see here, keeps touching the bottom. Wanted to go a little bit higher this week. Got a nice pump and then came back and retraced a bit to the 50 day moving average. Got some volume there. So I think dollar cost averaging into ICX looks good right now. Next, we have LISC. Same thing. We've been grinding this bottom here. And I think LISC is a really good price at $2, just over $2 right now. Could be ready for a move. And lastly, we've got NEO. NEO, same thing. These charts are grinding towards the bottom. Almost a year of sideways movement. Last time Neo pumped, we got up to $140. Right now it's 20 bucks. So I would check out some Neo to dollar cost average into. That's it for the charts, gang. We are the Bit Bros. Remember, we are not licensed financial advisors. All content is intended for educational purposes only. Please do your own research and only risk what you're willing to lose. We'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning in. Please remember to like and subscribe. Leave a comment. We appreciate that. You can also check us out on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, and we'll see you next week.